1: Ryan, let's move on to recruiting. So it's it's, it's kind of like it's gone from – this is what I love about recruiting, and I say that somewhat sarcastically. I love it, but I hate it all at the same time. You go from zero to 100 in like a second in recruiting, right? Like there's these dead periods, so like there's nothing going on in recruiting. Then, bam, there's like 50 kids on campus this weekend at different times. Yep. And so we're going to talk about some of those players here today, Ryan. But the reality is, is, is I don't – I don't I don't expect like necessarily any commitments this weekend. It's not like that kind of thing, but there are some huge opportunities to close the deal on some players, regain some momentum on others, and then with some of these 25 kids to give a really strong first impression, second impression in some kids cases to really make it to where you're going to be a hard team to beat. So this is a very important recruiting period and this is going to be a very important recruiting weekend because there's some big time football players on campus this weekend.
2: I mean, there's a. <laughs> if you're not signed up at boards I would go check it out and just check the visitor list. I'll be having a lot of visit previews over the next couple of days. And I mean, like you said, Brian, it, it honestly starts tomorrow, right? Like the first day of of practice for Notre Dame, they, they get a they get a a visitor from Bodie Cahoon, who's a linebacker, obviously out of you know Patrick Henry High School in the state of Virginia, right? But then, like when you get to the twenty fourth, twenty fifth, there is a just bevy of talented kids, both in the 2024 and 2025 class, and even some commits and signees in the 2023 class as well that will be on campus. So you have like a bunch of different vantage points. You have multiple classes that are going to be on campus. You have some commits that will be on campus. You have some guys that you feel good about on campus. You have some guys that you really want to move the needle with coming on campus. So, I mean, you're absolutely right is that – People hyper focus on the team aspect of getting spring ball started, and I get it, right? Like I, that's my biggest, you know, thing that I want to see as well is just what this team looks like. But also on the recruiting side of things, this is a big opportunity and a big period coming up for Notre Dame. These kids getting to see a practice, getting to potentially see maybe a little bit of the pro day as well for some of the kids that are going to be there on the 24th. Like That's a really big and impactful opportunity to see scouts walking around, to see some of the players, you know, Michael Mayer that's probably going to get drafted in the first round, to see the team on field and see the coaches in action. This is a very impactful week for Notre Dame football, starting this recruiting process because you're going to see every week, every weekend now for the foreseeable future going into the summer that there's going to be some impactful players that are going to be on campus and Notre Dame I know is ready and Chad Bowden and that staff are ready to really impress obviously a lot of the recruits that are coming over the next few days
0: we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed
1: Yeah, I, let's start with the twenty second, Ryan. We'll just kind of go yep. through the different days. Obviously, right now on the twenty second, there's really only one. There's going to be six or seven kids on campus, but we're going to kind of focus in this conversation on the guys that are we like really key targets for Notre Dame, yep. and and one of the the only guy that I believe has an offer that'll be on campus tomorrow is Bodie Cahoon, uh, who's from as you mentioned, for, he's from the Roanoke, Virginia area. Lacrosse commit to Ohio State. Archer, he's committed to Ohio State right now, just for lacrosse. Ryan, just you've had a chance to talk to Bodie about the visit. Yep. Just kind of give the latest on on where things stands with his. things stand with him.
2: I mean, he's got a really interesting backstory. I mean, like you said, obviously committed to Ohio State, but since kind of opening up and you know allowing football to potentially be a, a pathway for him in in college, I mean, you're seeing teams like you know, the Virginia schools and the university of Tennessee and some other schools that have, have started to offer recently. And his offer list is starting to really fill out now. And Notre Dame is kind of, you know, very interested in him, obviously. But I think that this visit is really impactful for Bodie because him and his family, they actually grew up in Indiana, in Indiana for a little bit. I think they were in Lewisburg, if I remember correctly, kind of wrote in an article before. And so they grew up in Indiana They're very aware of the Notre Dame program, but Bodie has actually never visited the campus before. He's never been on campus. And the big thing about this visit is this visit isn't just about football, right? Like he's going to visit obviously with the coaches, with the staff, see the practice, all that great stuff. But Bodie and his family also have the opportunity to talk to the lacrosse program and the lacrosse lacrosse staff for the Irish as well. So the plan for him right now is he – I wouldn't say he's necessarily like it's not a foregone conclusion that he's going to play both at the next level. Like he's kind of told me in the past that, you know, if the opportunity presents itself and it makes sense that it's something that he would definitely explore, but I don't think it's necessarily like a foregone conclusion that he's going to play both on the, on the uh, college level. But I think that this is a really big deal for him because I think that it's really means a lot to him and his family that Notre Dame is so open to it and that they're allowing him to talk to the lacrosse coaches and to really gauge how it would work, what it would look like, scheduling. I know Drake Bowen, when he was obviously going through his recruitment process, he talked about that a lot from like the baseball perspective too. You know The fact that Notre Dame was so open and honest and scheduling and trying to understand what a day-to-day would look like, that meant a lot to him. And I think that Bodie kind of has that similar profile right now as far as he wants to know what it's going to look like, if the fit makes sense, how he meshes with the players on campus, obviously, how he meshes with the coaches – This is a big chance for, you know, kind of being a momentum moving type of thing. Cause I think that Bodie is is high on Notre Dame kind of going into this visit. I think his family is high on Notre Dame. But this one is more like for me, Brian, like the logistics side of this is like a big thing, right? Like it's not only just impactful for, you know, Notre Dame moving the needle with him from a relationship perspective, but to get a general understanding of what it would be like to potentially play football and lacrosse at the University of Notre Dame. So I think that that's going to give a a lot of understanding and really develop, obviously, what the plan is for him moving forward.
1: Brian? There's a very interesting guy coming on campus. Let's move to the 24th. That's Friday. That's the second spring practice of the year. It's also, uh, I believe, is Pro Day on Friday or Saturday? Pro Day's on Friday, right? It's on Friday, the 24th, yep. So they have a practice on Friday and the Pro Day on Friday. So you'll have kids on campus for that. And there's one visitor coming from Katy, Texas. We're going to start with the 24 kids first. There's two 24 kids and two 25 kids that we're going to talk about on the 24th. Yep. The the 2024 defensive end from Katy, Texas, Logan Thomas is going to be on campus on Friday. Now he's actually going to be on campus the entire weekend. It looks like, so he's going to be there for for several days. And that's Logan Thomas, and he's a very intriguing player, Ryan, because you know you and I were breaking down his film a little bit uh, before the before the show, and you know he's a very interesting player. He's very long. He's skinny. He shows some plays where you're like, okay, I really like that. And then there's a lot of plays where you're like, oh, you know, I need to see more from him. He's a a guy that is very intriguing. The staff seems to like him quite a bit. He shows some athleticism. He shows some length. And I think he's one of the few pure Vipers on the board. Right. And what I mean by that is a guy that really fits the prototype of what I think they want in a Viper, which is basically kind of a big rangy linebacker is really what I think. I think they would, I think if Notre Dame had its way, I think they would, Probably want to go with a Josh Burnham type over an Isaiah Foskey type in a perfect world, and then the Isaiah Foskey types would be more of the big ends. The six five, the two sixty five guy would be more of the big end, where you know the six four, two forty five twitchy guy would be more of the viper that can do move around and do a lot more. So he's going to be on campus this weekend. Very interesting prospect, Ryan. Sometimes I watch this film and I like it. Sometimes I watch this film, and I'm like, I'm not just not sure. But I, I one thing I like about it, you know, one thing I like about it, Ryan, that Texas pipeline, and that's you know, I, the other thing I, that intrigues me, Ryan, is he's not like most Texas kids. Most Texas kids are pretty advanced. Yeah. He is not at all. He is a he is a he is a high ceiling guy. That you're taking a bit of a flyer on a kid like him, Ryan. But but that flyer is worth it because there are definitely some athletic tools and some length to work with with him.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that the cool thing about him is that he can play on the edge and he can play on the second level a little bit. I think you see that on film, you know, that he is going to be a viper by trade. But, like, if they're running some 3-3 stuff where they're going to stack him behind the line of scrimmage, he can do that type of stuff as well. So, Logan Thomas, for me, I think you hit on it perfectly, Brian. He's got traits that you get excited about. You know, he has the length. He, He does move really well in space. He has some twitchiness to him. But it's just about like developments, right? Like he's probably a two hundred and ten pound kid right now, and he obviously needs to take a massive form just from a physical development perspective. But the Texas pipeline is important. He comes from Katy, Texas, which is very proud, obviously, of you know football tradition, obviously, out there. So you have a commitment after getting four commit uh, sign- signees from the Texas area, from state of Texas, in twenty twenty three. You already have a commitment from Leonard Moore. And the, the prospects of adding someone like a Logan Thomas in this class is very intriguing. It's very interesting because you got the Texas thing. You got the talent, obviously, side of the, the conversation as well. He's a gifted football player, man. It's just about if you're going to back up the four-man class of 2023 with guys like Logan Thomas, again, you're doubling down on you need to develop properly, right? Like this yeah. isn't a foregone conclusion, high floor type of player. This is a kid that could be a very successful football player on the college level, but it's going to take time, physically yeah. developing, technically side of things, but the tools are obviously there. So getting him on campus is obviously a big opportunity for Notre Dame. We know that Notre Dame is very high on a guy like Logan Thomas, and I think getting him on campus is a very positive step for the momentum.
1: Notre Dame is also going to have Anthony Knapp on high school this weekend, Ryan, on high school, on campus this weekend. He's from Roswell High School in Roswell, Georgia. He's a 2024 offensive lineman that right now does not have a Notre Dame offer, but he did, Ryan, have a yeah. Virginia Tech offer, which means he was offered by Joe Rudolph. He'll be on campus this weekend. He's an intriguing kid, Ryan. He's a left tackle in high school Yep, that is not a tackle in college. He is an interior guy, but he's he's undersized. He's like 260, 265 pounds, but he very much fits the mold of the Joe Otting type, right? Yes. Where he projects inside. Uh, he is a, any, but he also fits the mold of what we saw Harry Heestand recruit last year. So this is the first, I'd say, Joe Rudolph recruit that's on the board. Like, it hasn't been offered. I'm not saying they're going to take him. It's just, but clearly there's some interest there because he recruited him at, at Virginia Tech where you can say okay how does that guy compare to what we've seen from harry he stands recruiting and this is a mean physical kid that puts people on their backsides that right there reminds me a lot of the kids that they just signed in my view Ryan.
2: and he lets you know about it more than the kids like i felt like the 2023 class like they were like silent assassins with it right like they put you on the back they would just get up and walk back to the huddle Nap will put you on it back and then he'll let you know about it, man. Like he'll stand over you a little bit. He'll jaw with you a little bit. I mean, there's one play on his film where he drives someone. I'm sure we'll see it here. He drives them completely into the sideline and he gets up hooting and hollering. And he's on the other team's sideline when this happens. So you look at him, man, there's some, there's a extreme physicality there. There's so, solid explosiveness out of the stance too. I think he really does gain a lot of momentum and a lot of power and very, Tight windows and very short spaces. So, this kid has a mulling presence. And the crazy part about it is the power profile is so impressive, but he is only 262 yes. 265 pounds. Imagine when this kid is more in the 290 plus range, maybe boring 300 pounds. That power profile should only really get more and more impressive. And I don't think that he's like a heavy footed mauler either, right? Like, right. he can move a little bit. He's not like a He's not like the fleetest of foot, but he can move a little bit. So I think that he has an interesting profile. And I'm interested to see after this weekend, just kind of looking at everything, if, you know, if Notre Dame does make a push for a guy like
1: this. Cause obviously there is that yeah. relationship with Joe Rudolph. It reminds me a lot body wise of Jarrett Patterson coming out of high school. It's interesting. Uh, you know, and I just, I don't know if he has the length. He doesn't have the length to me to play tackle, and he doesn't have the. Booty to play tackle. To be honest with you, he needs to be an inside guy. And I'll tell you what, Ryan is a guard. He brings some value. Where I really like his potential value is as a center. That's real. I mean, you're talking about a guy that 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 moves his feet well for a center. Would move his feet well for a center. Uh, he he would to me his athletic profile grades up as an inside guy. Yep. He brings the physicality and toughness that you look for an interior guy. And I think he's a guy that you know would fit that position well that would be the profile that i would look for him at ryan but he i love the demeanor this kid brings to the table (laughs) i really do he's not an elite player he's you know none of that he's just a good tough physical mauling presence yes and right now they need to expand the board a little bit because we don't know where they stand with certain guys you know they do need to close on certain guys and i have no problem with them expanding the board and just making sure that, that you know, look, we got to see them get Liam Andrews on campus and Garby Lambert on campus and Caleb Brewer on campus and be able to close a deal. And in the meantime, you got to start expanding your board. And Anthony Knapp is one of those guys that makes a lot of sense to be part of that board expansion because, like you said, he he certainly fits the Notre Dame demeanor. That's for yes. darn sure of what they're looking for. There's no yeah. doubt about that. No, nah, man, he he
2: really does. I think that he would mix in, especially with the 2023 group, really well. You know, if he en- did end up, let's say, with Notre Dame, like. He would fit day one with guys like Sam Pendleton and and the Joe Addicts of the world as far as the demeanor a demeanor attribute. So I think he's an interesting player to keep an eye on. Again, like he doesn't have an offer from Notre Dame right now. We don't know if one's going to get extended anytime soon. We don't know if he's a guy that Notre Dame is going to push for. But he is an interesting football player, a Georgia kid as well, which I mean, would love to start to tap in a little bit to a Georgia pipeline. Right, Brian? Like that would be nice because they put out players in a year-to-year basis. So yeah. Naps and that's, and that's
1: an interesting player to keep an eye on. Couple 25 guys that will be on campus this weekend, Ryan, we won't dive too much into them because they're both guys that were pot of gold offer guys, but also guys that are still new to the board. Uh, but I did want to mention it. Landon McComer is going to, is yes. one of the kids going to be on campus this weekend. He is a, uh, he's a linebacker from desert pines in Las Vegas. There's several Las Vegas kids that got offers from Notre Dame yeah. on, um, on the pot of gold day. He's actually going to be on campus, Ryan, for a couple days. It would, it yep. would seem 24, 25. Week. Yep. So, uh, He's an intriguing kid because he is long and very skinny, but projected as linebacker, more of a rover type right now. But he's an intriguing kid, Ryan. I don't know. I I know you've had a chance to watch this film. He is, he's an, he can run. That kid can run. He's a deer, man. man. He's just 185, 190 pounds right now. That's the only problem. You know, he reminds me a lot of in the 24 class, who I love, reminds me a lot of Tylen Singleton. Not quite as good as Tylan yet, but he's a year behind. I never saw a Tylan sophomore film. I'm just saying where he sure. is now to where Tylan is as a junior. He's not there yet, but very similar body type, maybe a little longer, very yeah. similar downhill speed. Uh, it's a very intriguing kid that they're going to have on campus, right?
2: Yeah, and it's a guy that all indications – I mean, obviously Notre Dame just offered him, right? So obviously there's interest there, right? But right. I think that he is a kid that Notre Dame you know, definitely likes, obviously, and they've kind of – I mean, he is a physical – an explosive striker. That's how I would kind of phrase him, right? Like you said, Brian, he's a kid that needs to fill out, but you'll see that pursuit right speed there. Yeah. is difference. That, <laughs> that is different stuff, man. And he's, but he's not like a, he's not just a pure space player though. Like you're going to see him stacked a lot and he'll come downhill and he'll meet with force and come to balance and do all the traditional things you would love out of a linebacker position. So he is a really interesting player. Like you said, definitely more of a Rover profile now, but again, he's a sophomore in high school. So, Who knows how he'll fill out? Maybe he's 215 pounds when he leaves. Like, you you have no idea. So really talented second-level defender, though. Brings a lot of physicality. Has been very open about his whole process with me, or or, you know, just in our few conversations Mm -hmm. so far. I think he's very interested in Notre Dame. I'll say that he was talking about, you know, just the the, – I I remember my first interview with him. He talked a lot about – growing up and just being so enamored with the tradition that Notre Dame brings and just understanding yeah. how, you know, how well they develop football players, how well they develop
1: people. So I think he gets it, right. man. I think he has I'm a good sorry, understanding man. of It's that. 185 pound kid right here. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like that's 185 pound kid that just did that. Yeah. Right. Like here he is against Bishop Gorman, but here's the thing I like about him, Ryan it, it, you know, we talk projects and there's some comments on the board about projects. You know, my favorite type of projects that you take another name, my favorite type of projects are the guys whose primary uh, need for development is happening in with Matt Bayless. Yes. Right. Where the kid's got the tech, this kid's got technical skill, right? his block destruction is good for his age. He takes on blocks. way so plays with good angles. He's a good tackler. This kid fundamentally plays good football. Yep. Where this kid needs to get work and development is with Matt Bayless. And when that's the guy that's responsible for your development, I feel very good about your ability to get yes. to that point, in my opinion. But this kid, his his short area speed, his long speed, his change of direction is all really good. So I did want to point this young man out, um, and that you know he's a, he's a good football player, Ryan. He's twitchy, so really man. Player.
2: I, I have visions already of Landon McComber coming off the off the edge as a as a as a um, rover, you know, coming off yeah. all, off the slot oh, yeah. and just.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, He could do that type of stuff, man. He's a really explosive kid. Yep. He's look, he's from Nevada. He's a three star recruit, according to the only (laughs) service that's taken the time to grade him so far. Yeah. Uh, But Ryan, he's got offers from Notre Dame, Georgia, USC, Tennessee, right? Wisconsin, Michigan, Texas A&M. This ain't a three star, folks. This kid nah, can play. It's not a three-star. This kid and, can flat-out play.
2: And, and like you said, Brian, just based on his offer list, the recruiting rankings will follow because yeah.
1: you know that's yep. what people base it on. So. Yep. That's <laughs> yeah. right. Brian Ghi, a tight end from Georgia, from Milton High School. in Georgia will also be on campus this weekend, Ryan. there will be our first chance to get a, a glimpse of him. He is also yep. someone who uh, was one of the pot of gold offers as well. And that was Landon McComer, by the way. Yes. So – Let's move on to March 25th, Ryan, because this is the big day. March 25th is the huge day. There's going to be double-digit prospects on campus, Ryan, and some big-time players on campus. If Notre Dame has a big success rate from Saturday's visit date, their 24 and 25 classes will be outstanding, especially 24. There are three, in my opinion, I'm speaking for me now, There's three must-get players on campus twenty from the 24 class on campus on Saturday, Ryan. And we'll start with the 24 kids. And the three that I'm talking about are Justin Scott, Jaden Riddell, and John Mitchell. For me, all must-gets. Let's start with Justin Scott. This is a big one for Notre Dame. Look, he's not going to commit this weekend. Don't see that happening. He's already got officials scheduled for June. He's got visits scheduled for April. He plans to let this process play out, but there's a huge opportunity for Notre Dame this weekend to once again put themselves in position to say, we are still the team to beat. All the momentum you've got, we've stunted. That's a huge, huge part for Notre Dame is they've got to get the momentum back and put themselves back in the driver's seat. And If you're in the driver's seat, then let them go to Georgia. Let them go to those other places right? because that's what he's going to do anyway. You've got to put yourself in the driver's seat here. And that's where Notre Dame is at this weekend.
2: And Notre Dame's the no for Justin Scott, right? Like Georgia, I know, and Georgia should be appealing for a defensive tackle right now. Like what What defensive tackle would, a defensive tackle would be absolutely nuts to not at least consider Georgia for a couple minutes. Like it, it would just be unrealistic. But at the end of the day, this is a Chicago kid. He knows the Notre Dame program. He wanted a Notre Dame offer for the longest time. He has it and now he's become a priority, obviously, for Notre Dame. You know, and we could talk about the semantics and the the process of how we got here. But at the end of the day, just you know, a few weeks ago, Justin Scott was close to committing to the University of Notre Dame. That is a fact. That is not a you know, that is what it was. Unfortunately, for Notre Dame, it was kind of put on hold for a little bit. And and for Justin, he wanted to work the process work out a little bit, make sure he wasn't making a rush decision. I respect his process in this yeah. whole
1: thing. And that's why I don't actually say, unfortunately for Notre Dame, honestly, Ryan. And, and I, I get where you're coming from because it would have been great to have him in the class. But I I feel like we can't, the one lesson that we learned from last year is don't take early commitments from kids who aren't quite ready to be done, right? And that's the reality of it. I mean, Peyton Bowen, from the minute he committed, always talked about how he was going to take more visits. It's no need to take his commitment, right? Uh, I think Keon's situation was a little bit different. I don't think Keon intended to, to take visits I think that kind of came later when he kind of blew up as a prospect but don't take don't take commitments from kids who still want to take visits I I mean and if he wants to commit hey man we love you we want you you don't need to rush this you know look you don't need to worry about holding on to a spot you you're in this class whenever you want to come because I think perception wise that matters but I get where you're also coming from Ryan because they it's unfortunate because it'd be great to have him in the class I, sure. I get where you're coming from. Well, I, I
2: I guess I should rephrase it's unfortunate if he doesn't end up in the class and he there was praised yeah. to Notre Dame. Like that, I guess that'll kind of it's a big time player circles.
1: from a from a, a very good school in Chicago yep. at a position of huge need. He has a profile that they absolutely need. This is a big weekend for Notre Dame to just take another step towards solidifying yourself as the leader. And what we're gonna do with Justin Scott's recruitment moving forward is Look, we caught, we, we've got you up to date on where, how we got here. Yeah. What we're going to do now is, and this is what's important for Notre Dame, what happened in the past is why he's not in the class right now. It is what it is. But what can you do now moving forward to close the deal? That's the key. So what can now Washington do moving forward to close the deal? This weekend's going to be important. Letting Justin Scott get a chance to see him coaching and interacting with his players is going to be important. Yep. Right. And then him getting a chance with some face to face time with Justin, hopefully with Justin's mom, if she's able to come up as well. I think that's going to be important for the two of them. I really do, because if if Justin Scott ends up in the class, I don't really care to talk about the mistakes that were made to get him here. I just care that he gets in the class at the end of the day. Sure. Recover sure. and get him in the class. That's the key. That's and, that's that's what our focus will be on. because they he's this- got a very good shot to make that happen.
2: Sure. And with this being an unofficial visit, obviously, too, with him having a couple officials already scheduled, you know, in, in the next couple months, it would also be big if he was able, if Notre Dame was able to regain that momentum and, you know, you get him back on campus one more time before he makes a decision. Right. And make sure that he, you get an official, obviously, and coming back to Notre Dame. So I think this is a potential needle mover or I don't even know if I say needle mover like it's a it's a it's regaining the momentum after he's been busy with basketball and he hasn't been doing the whole recruiting thing for a little bit, right? Like he's kind of been just kind of staying in Chicago. Now that visits are popping up, now that he's starting to make the the rounds, make travels, all that great stuff, I think Notre Dame has the opportunity to, again, show Justin why Notre Dame has been on the front of his mind for so long and continue to build that momentum back up.
1: Absolutely. And, again, he's not alone kids on campus this weekend ryan that are big time prospects for notre dame another young man on campus this weekend is jaden riddell from missouri he's another very very talented Musket player in my opinion that's going to be on campus this weekend uh he is from uh peculiar missouri i think it's how you say that peculiar missouri raymore high school this is a guy that is a been catching a lot of balls recently from cj carr ryan Yes. Very highly ranked player. I believe one service, I'm pulling it up now, I believe one service has him ranked as in the top, in the in the 30s nationally. Yeah. yeah. On three has him ranked as the number 31 overall player in the country. ESPN has him at number 96. Uh, ranked as the number one and number three tight end in the country by those two groups. He's without question a top five tight end in this class, Ryan Georgia recently offered him. I think he's going to be visiting there soon. Ohio State's on him. Alabama's on him. I am curious what your thoughts are on him. I, From sources I've heard, Ryan, Notre Dame's in a really good place with him, a really good yep. place with him. Getting him on campus this weekend is huge because this is your chance to really show him what you're all about. He knows who's going to be throwing him footballs in college. That's a big selling point for you right now if he comes to Notre Dame. Now you've got to show him what your vision is for how you're going to use him in your offense because I don't care who's recruiting him, Georgia, BAM, Ohio State. When you're talking about a tight end, you're in that ball game. And I don't care who else is. Mean, D tackles is a little different story. You don't have Georgia's history of at that position. At tight end, nobody can compete with what you've produced. This is a kid that you got to get, and and I I believe he is sort of that number one guy for Notre Dame right now. I think him and Carter Nelson are one and two uh, right now, and I think he is sort of at the top of that list of of who Notre Dame would really like to have in this class alongside Jack Larson. Ryan It's a big time football player in my opinion.
2: And I, I obviously, we, we always talk about not getting, you know, too involved in like the Twitter likes and the Twitter posts and all that stuff. But I'll say this, Brian the team that he is kind of frequenting most recently with kind of the back and forth with CJ Carr is Notre Dame, obviously, right? And kind of ha- talking about their relationship together. Because for people that don't know, CJ Carr, 2024 quarterback that is committed to Notre Dame, they play on the same seven on seven team, right? So they've, well, at least they have over the last couple of weeks. And you see them kind of playfully back and forth, you know, kind of talk about one another. And I think that for me, because we were we were the first site that had the news that he was going to be visiting, you know, kind of coming up this, um, you know, this weekend. And this is one where I think Notre Dame has a chance to really push the envelope for him and to, you know, maybe to gain. You know, I I think they have a lot of traction, obviously, but to really maybe push themselves to the forefront of this conversation, because like you said, there's a lot of top schools that are going to be coming after him. There's a lot of offers, you know, he's been extended from some very prestigious programs. There's no doubt, but Notre Dame has the, has the backing of developing the tight end position. I mean, he will literally be on campus a day after Michael Mayer is just working out for NFL (laughs) scouts, right? Like that's not, that's not a bad thing to be a part of. So I think that that shows an opportunity for them to really move the needle this weekend and to hopefully continue the Missouri pipeline. We talked about the Missouri pipeline in 2023, you know, continuing to get built 2024, a guy like a Jaden Riddell with an Aeneas Williams and those types of guys would be an obviously an awesome get. So, you know, just kind of brief conversations with the family on Riddell's side. I think that they are definitely pro Notre Dame. I think that they obviously value what Notre Dame brings to the table. And I think that this is a potential momentum
1: builder for Notre Dame this weekend. Yeah, no doubt. CJ at one point in time recently Ryan tweeted. I mean, it, again, this is all this is in fun. They're doing this like in fun. It's not like a real thing, but he talked about yeah. like, you know, hey, package deal. This is that that's them just having some fun with recruiting. Sure. It's not like guaranteed they a package deal. Uh it's just them having some fun. But it is important when you have when you're a kid who is a pass catcher. It's important to know that I'm going to have some dudes throwing me the football. And right now Notre Dame in the last several months has completely changed the future of that position. When you look at first getting C.J. Carr in 24 and then kind of getting Kenny Minchie in 23 a little bit backwards. So I think a kid like him is 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 obviously is a, that's a big time pickup would be a big time pickup if Notre Dame can close the deal and that's what this weekend is about Ryan it's about I think they're in a really good position coming into this weekend I think he's developed a really good relationship with with uh, with Jared Parker Notre Dame went out and saw him at least once or twice I think I think the twice open yeah and so they you know they went out and saw him they've made him a priority they've built a good relationship now it's his chance to get on campus and really take it to that next level and it's the first face to face with the with uh, I think Jared Parker and Jaden Riddell since Jared Parker's been named the offensive coordinator that's going to be very fascinating to see how that goes so he's a big time football player another guy Ryan that I absolutely love and and uh, I I know that some people don't necessarily see him the same way I do I think this kid's really good and that is John Mitchell from Jacksonville High School he goes to um I think he goes to Mandarin I, yes. I believe Ryan he goes to Mandarin High School in Jacksonville Correct. uh I I tell you what man I love this I, I absolutely love this kid. You've got two long corners in the class already. It's a 2024 corner. You got two long outside corners in the class already. John Mitchell's a completely different type of corner than those two kids. He is more of a you know 5'11, not as big, like slot field guy and he's got a lot of talent, Ryan. He's Twitchy. a guy that oh yeah, I absolutely love this kid. Now, I've had, I don't I don't know if he's a burner per se, Ryan. But this kid runs plenty good enough for me. But he is very explosive, very twitchy, very instinctive. And for a 5'11 guy, pretty long, it yeah. appears on film. So this is one of my favorite players in the class. And, and I, you know, look, I give on three a lot of crap, rightfully so, because they do a really bad job with rankings for the most part. But I'm going to be real with you. They're the only ones that have him close to being Right. Two four seven and rivals have him as a as a, uh, a, a three star kid. Rivals ranks him as the number eighty eight player in the corner in the Florida and the number fifty seven corner. And two four seven ranks him as an um, eighty three player in Florida, number fifty corner. And on three asma is the number sixty one player in the country. <laughs> It's just absurd, the difference That, that, this that, was, is like, one... that
2: was like Micah Bell last year. Yes. That was like that type of but situation. But this
1: is one where on three has it right, or at least closer to being right with John Mitchell than the others do. There's no way there's 50-some corners in the country better than this kid. Not yeah. even close. I don't know if there's 10, Ryan, in my opinion. This guy can flat out ball. I love this kid on film. I really do. And I, I really like because
2: this is like that off man click and close type of corner, right? You, a guy that you just kind of let him read and react and get physical coming downhill. And I think that your your note about him potentially f- fitting inside a nickel a ton is, is very true because yeah. – He's a kid that will come up and he'll stick you in the run game, too, man. Like, he's not afraid to stick his nose in there. So, you need that type of work, play in the alley in a defense, right? Like, you see his ability in the run game, obviously, there on film. If you're watching this live a on YouTube, very
1: underrated part of Tariq Bracey's game last year. It, Tariq did a really nice job as a fifth year guy in the run game. Yeah. And it, yeah, he'd get overwhelmed at times because he's small. This kid's bigger than Tariq was. But you cannot be a nickel guy in normal down situations, Ryan, if you can't play. The run game. And when I say yeah. run game, I think you do as well. We're also referring to like the perimeter pass game, you know, the bubbles, the nows, because that's essentially a perimeter run. You got to take on blocks and make a tackle at the line. Yeah. But yes, Ryan, he is very, very good run defender for his size. Because
2: everyone just assumes that you can just throw a smaller corner in there at nickel and they're going to be good. It's just like, no, nah, right. that's, that's not how that works. <laughs> that's right. not all that works at all. Right. But, but Mitchell is that inside out. I mean, I love, I think that's where the game's going, Brian, like both on the NFL and college level is to have those corners that can kind of move around and match up both outside and in a little bit, like in theory. Right. And having a guy like a Mitchell that could guard a particular, a specific body type, both on the outside, both on the inside. Like he brings a lot of upside, obviously a lot of coverage, versatility, of variable uh, variety. I should say, I don't know what my words are saying right now, but coverage variety to a guy like a John Mitchell. And again, man, he's a Florida kid. Notre Dame's had their struggles in Florida, obviously over the years. So getting in and moving the needle with him would be massive for him because, you
1: know, Notre Dame has had the tough go in Florida. Yeah. It's been um, say disappointing couple of years in Florida to say the least, but yeah, he's a kid that I would love to see Notre Dame get Ryan. Very, very talented player. Very talented yep. player. A couple other 23 kids are going to be on campus this weekend. Ryan, uh, one is uh Marcellus Barnes. He's another corner from Tennessee I think that he would could he would be a guy that I could see Notre Dame moving to if they're not able to get any traction this weekend with John Mitchell and they don't feel they they have a shot to flip, Caleb Beasley. I think right now there's three kids that they that they view as who they really like for that number three corner spot. It's obviously Caleb Beasley who we talked about is committed to Tennessee. John yep. Mitchell who I'm who I'm who Mike Mickens absolutely loves as a player. I'm, I'm confident in saying that. And then the third is Jonathan Newcomb from. The, it's Jonathan Jeremiah. Newcomb, right? Jeremiah. Jeremiah Newcomb. As soon yeah. as I said it, I was like, that didn't sound right. Jeremiah Newcomb from Arizona, another really good player. He's more of a pure nickel to me, whereas John Mitchell to me is a nickel field guy. He can play both nickel and the field positions, in my opinion. And, and honestly, in some coverages, I John Mitchell's strong enough to play boundary. I just don't know if I'd want him playing boundary every snap. Like, if you're a left-right team, I'm fine with John Mitchell being an outside guy, in my view. Uh, I just wouldn't necessarily put him there all the time, but I mean he's no he's not that much smaller than Benjamin Morrison. He's no. really good in, in coverage. Yep. So he doesn't hit like Benjamin did in high school, but he's not that far off either. You know, I mean, so he's got some of those skills. Those are the three that they really like. Marcellus Barnes is a kid from Tennessee that's coming in this in campus this weekend, right? He's from the McCallie School in Chattanooga, another Tennessee kid. I'm curious how the visit goes there. He's listed anywhere from 5'11 to 6'2. I think that's something I'm very interested in, is to see which. Where is he on that spectrum? Of, well, I, I, I,
2: I, the first size I saw was 6'2, and I'm like, eh, he's not 6'2. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, that's it, right. So. so I'm curious to see what his measurements actually are and see how they kind of stack up. So it'll be interesting on campus. Another guy that's going to be on campus this weekend, Ryan, there's two linemen that I'm curious about. Number one is Andrew Sprague, mm-hmm. who is a, a, a very intriguing player to me, a kid from uh, Rockhurst High School in Kansas City. I know a lot of people like this kid, Ryan. I believe one of the services actually has him as a top 100 player. I'm going to be honest, though, Ryan. I like some things about him, but he, actually he's he's not a top 100 guy anymore. He's a consistent top 250 guy. The highest is 142 by on three. They have him as a number 142 player. Uh, so to me, I just – I'm not sure how I feel about him, Ryan. Like Big size, strong kid don't love his flexibility for a six, eight guy. But then you see some clips on film. You're like, okay, that's really impressive. That's yeah. really impressive. So I'm still, I'm still in my feeling out phase with Andrew Sprague at this point in time, but he, but this is going to be an important, if you're going to have a shot with him this weekend mm-hmm. needs to be it. Cause he has, a, he seems to have a lot of interest in Notre Dame, Ryan. Yes, he does. It's just where's where, how does Notre Dame feel about him? I think we'll have a much better feel about that after the weekend. He
2: he got a little bit involved. I think he may have even retweeted that conversation between CJ and Jaden Verdell, right? Right, Brian? So like mm-hmm. I think that him and I think him and Jaden know each other, obviously a little bit being Missouri guys. But Andrew is a, a interesting player, like you said. I mean he's listed at six foot eight, about 270 pounds right now continuing to fill out that frame and massive kid, man. Like that is just a normal, yeah. and there's some easy natural power there. I think that this weekend is really big for getting Andrew on campus, especially Brian. because like, he's a guy that we know Notre Dame likes a, a good bit. Right. But the question is for me, it's like, I want Matt Bayless to be able to see him, right. Yes. So, to see like, Are you going to be able to fill out that frame and, you know, add flexibility too, right? Because I agree. I don't think the flexibility is great on film, but there are flashes where I'm like, okay, that foot quickness actually looked pretty good on that rep. Like maybe it's just him growing into his body, getting comfortable being in his own skin. Like that could be a part of the equation, I think, for me. So I'm interested to see Matt Bayless's perspective on Andrew coming in this weekend.
1: Yeah. And I think that's a, you nailed the key right there. That's, that's the thing is like that that's clip right there, Ryan, like really not a good bend on that pass pro just like sure. really kind of slow out of his break. But then there's other clips like right here where you're like, okay, that it's was good, good. pad level, yeah good, know, pad like level. good pad yeah. level, kept face and just drove that kid into the ground. So that's what you see is like this particular play, he moved a lot better than he did on the previous screen where he looked stiff and tight. So you wonder, is it technique? Is it, he's still growing into his body? And someone who's going to be able to tell you that is Matt Bayless. And that's why you kind of look at it and say, this is why you get kids on campus before you necessarily make a push. And that's kind of, that's what, that's what we're going to see from him. But he's a big kid, pretty high, you know, highly rimmed. he's a, a unanimous top 250, top 230 player actually in the country.
2: And he's mean, man. So, you know, continuing the, uh, continuing the trend on getting mean offensive linemen to Notre Dame. Again, we don't know what the fortune or the future will be with Andrew Sprague with Notre Dame, but he's a player that obviously Notre Dame is doing their homework on. That is, you know, since since um, since they offered him a couple months ago, they have maintained a relationship with him, obviously, and keep building that. So it'll be interesting to see, like you said, just what is kind of the next step after this visit right and i think that that could be a big opportunity for everyone to be able to get to know and to understand the fit see his projection like this is a full staff conversation this weekend for me about andrew sprague like hey coach bayless what do you think about him right coach rudolph how much do you like him well how much did he mesh with the other players on campus what was that you know what does the fit look
1: like and i think you can start to get that understanding this weekend Ryan, the the next kid on campus is coming this weekend. is a very interesting player. I'm he's another guy that I'm just not sure I feel about him. And that is Sean Sevillano Is my best shot at pronouncing his name correctly. Yeah, uh, six foot. He's listed at like what six two? I think two ninety is what he's listed somewhere as somewhere in there. Yeah, uh, Clearwater, Florida, Clearwater Academy. I, I'm not sure how I feel about this kid, Ryan. I I'd, I'd be curious to know more about him. I have a feeling like he hasn't played football for super long. I just have this feeling that he hasn't, but I'll tell you what, man, he's got some really impressive moments on film and then some other moments where you're just like, yeah, I'm not quite sure. I'm not quite sure I feel about him, but you know, look, Notre Dame needs beef and that's something he definitely brings to the table. He's a beefy (laughs) kid. He's very
2: beefy. He's stout, man. He absolutely is. I mean, I, I think when we were talking about him earlier, Brian, like this is that kid that's a true nose, that won't get moved at the at the point of attack a ton. Like he's that anchor down nose type, similar to I, I think that he plays similarly to Aiden Kiana Ana when he was coming out of high school. Although he's mm-hmm. shorter than Aiden is not obviously, as thick right? as Aiden was either. Yeah. Man. So, but I think that that is a that is a Got style some Kurt that you need. to
1: his game, I would say Ryan. That's another one that I think would be a good comp for him. Is there some some you know where the motor maybe is a little bit better than the raw tools. You know what yeah. I mean? The fight is a little bit better, maybe, than some of the raw tools. In my yeah, opinion. I just, I
2: just, I just don't think he's overly athletic. I think he's solid yeah. for his body type. I don't yeah. think that he plays with a tremendous pad level all the time. But he's a very strong kid. He's strong. That's what makes intense. me wonder,
1: Ryan, if he hasn't played football for a long time. You know, sure. he just does things where he's out there like, like he's kind of streetballing a little bit. I'm very curious, and I know we're trying to get a hold of him, but I'm very curious to find out how long he's been playing football. I really am yeah i really am because there's he's, some, look he's he, he brings some things you want ryan right he's got good size he's beefy they need some beef play love his motor and he's incredibly productive i mean you, you're watching this film Ryan. Right? he plays really low low level of, of high school football in, in 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 florida but he absolutely obliterates that level of football he had 22 sacks last year you know it's like i was like there's no when i first popped this i was like there's no way this kid 22 sacks and then you're like He's in the backfield on that one. He's in the backfield on that one. He's in the backfield on that one. You're like, okay, yeah, this kid had a lot of sacks and tackles. For I, I, mean, I mean, do you see some of the fields that he's playing on in these clips?
2: Yeah. Like that's, Yeah, it's a very low. Like level I said, of <laughs> very low-level
1: football, but he obliterates it. He just yes. looks like, like that clip right there looks to me like a kid has no clue what he's doing, yep. but yet he still goes out and makes a play. Like I just yep. feel like I'm curious to find out how long this kid's been playing football. That's all I'm going to say. I'm very curious to find that out because – there's some things you like and some things that concern me, but it's kind of like with Christopher Burgess. Christopher, oh man, I really like some things about him, but then the moment you told me last year was his first year of uh, of football, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And now some of those questions just got answered. You know, now yeah. I know why he's 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 doing this, he's doing that, and, and those things start to make those those things start to make a little bit more sense. Yeah. To me. He's,
2: yeah, I mean, this kid's going to, he's another kid too. That I mean, I would love perspective from Coach Bayless as far as like the body type and everything and just how he feels like he can continue to fill out and add maybe take some bad weight off and put good weight back on. Like there's, there's a lot of conversation around this kid, but ultimately, man, like priority this cycle was to get bigger on the interior, right? Like yep. that was that's why you're going after guys like well, it's not the only reason you're going after Justin Scott, just Scott's a playmaking right. big body on the interior, but you need to add size. There's so no TJ
1: lindsey and and uh, uh David uh
2: you know poly pa- 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 uh, pa- 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 yes, pa- yeah
1: him I mean you do I don't think Notre Dame needs like six three hundred pounders like some people think they do, but they need some. I and mean, we talked earlier about red zone defense, right? I mean if you can't go big when you need to that's a problem. And Notre Dame's had that Be, issue at times
2: because so. when you can't when you can't put a couple big guys on the interior that can plug up gaps, then you have to put other more players inside, right. and that makes you get at leverage to the outside. Right. That was like the play against UMNV last year. Remember, Brian, where Maris was chasing someone to the perimeter? It was like they got completely out leveraged because they just right. don't have a ton of size inside. They had to right. put more guys inside to overcompensate.
1: To right? Yeah. Exactly. You nailed it. You nailed yeah. it. That's the 2024 kids coming on campus this weekend, Ryan. There's some 2025 dudes on yes. campus this weekend, Ryan. Yes. And, you know, we'll start at quarterback. Obviously, we'll kind of work down from a position standpoint. Kid that we talked a lot about yesterday, so we need to talk a lot about him again today. But Cutter Bowley from Kentucky is going to be on campus this weekend, Ryan. So since the pot of gold, he is the first 2025 quarterback will be on campus it will not be the last we do expect george mcintyre on campus this spring and summer we do expect uh deuce knight will be on campus on april 1st so getting cutter bully on campus will be uh will be a good first step towards kind of developing relationships further relationships with the sort of the the five guys that i view as sort of the top targets at quarterback right now in sure. the 25 class
2: I think Cutter gets to see what the offense is potentially going to look like under Jared Parker a little bit, and then he also gets to talk to Gino Gadooli, who obviously mm-hmm. is the quarterback coach. So developing those relationships, seeing what an offense looks like at Notre Dame, and then he can visualize his fit, obviously, with the mm-hmm. program. Right? Like, does that make sense? Does my play style fit? Can I excel at a place like Notre Dame? So I mean, I think right. we hit on it yesterday. Tall kid, strong arm. You know, not the most, you know, not the most overly athletic kid, but you know, good enough in the pocket, obviously, from a movement perspective.
1: And we'll see, obviously, how that quarterback board fills out for Notre Dame. And I would assume that Gino Gadouli likes Kentucky quarterbacks. I'm With, going to go out on would, a limb here. You would think. You and would think. say that since he was a Kentucky quarterback, uh, that, you know, you would uh, you would like that. But wouldn't be my top choice, Ryan, as quarterback, but he's a good football player. He sure. is. He's got a very, very live arm. Next guy that's going to be on campus, Ryan, again, we're going position by position was a very intriguing receiver on campus this weekend. And that is Jamie French. He is the younger brother uh, by the similar name. Uh, I think it was Maurice was his Maurice. older brother who played at Pitt. Uh, he's a very intriguing player. I don't think Notre Dame has much of a shot with him just because of the nature of where he's from and the fact that he's a highly ranked kid, but it, it says a lot to me. He's also from Mandarin high school in Florida, teammate of yes. John Mitchell, but it says a lot to me that he's coming on campus. I mean you you're at least in the game at that point yep. in time Ryan you're at least in the game and he's been
2: very responsive in the past obviously when like I've reached out and stuff so like that's always a good sign right mm-hmm. is is the guys that are at least open to it, it you know are very responsive in that regard so yep. like you said and it, and it also I think does help him help you a little bit that his brother did play in the midwest right, right. like he did play up the pit yeah. so I've, I'm sure he's spent a decent amount of time in the midwest at least going to pit football games right so I think that that's you know a opportunity to move the needle a little bit you know will you be able to move the needle enough to be in there till the yeah. end as a kid that's ranked as a top 30 recruit by i think at least one platform he's and top it, 50 by the only two that have ranked him so far exactly so like he's a well-thought-of young man very talented game is similar ish to ryan wingo i'm not going to say he's going to be quite as good it's as not what ryan stick, wingo is but yes yes yep
1: yeah
2: but he has that type of profile. So Notre Dame get him on campus is a great sign, but ultimately yeah. he's a 2025 kid. So who knows? Right.
1: It's it's very early. Yes. It's definitely very early for him. There's another receiver that they're going to have on campus this weekend, Ryan. That's a very intriguing kid for me. And that's Cooper Perry yep. from Arizona. Um, you have you had a chance to speak with him yet? I know yes. we had okay, so I, I know we had a story on him. I just wasn't sure if it was an, an interview story or not, if it's just him setting a visit. But this is a kid, obviously, Ryan. That was was also got the a, a pot of gold offer uh, yep. from Notre Dame. He is a kid from Notre Dame prep in Scottsdale, Arizona. So obviously, you know, Catholic school. I'm going to go out on a limb there on <laughs> saying it's a Catholic school. Uh, very intriguing player, Ryan. Very intriguing player. Um, not ranked by any of the services so far. But clearly Notre Dame sees something they, they like and there he's a pretty athletic kid, Ryan. I mean he's got some he's got some good film. He does there's, have some good film.
2: And there's no doubt who he models his game after. I mean, he's a white six foot two wide receiver that wears number ten. Cooper yeah. Cup baby, that's that's yeah. who, that's
1: who he plays like yeah. too.
2: You'll yeah. you'll see you'll see on film, man. He runs some good routes. Technically, he's very good in my opinion at his, especially for his age. He dominates his level of competition. He had like seventy something catches over a thousand yards last year. I think he had like twenty touchdowns as a sophomore. So he's yeah. a very talented and technically sound football player. And like you said, you know Notre Dame getting an Arizona kid on campus, I'm all for it, man. Notre Dame is yep. of dipping
1: into the Arizona pool occasionally. Yeah, I mean, you, you mentioned for a, a sophomore to be that good with the ball in his hands. And look, he's he's going against not a great level of competition, but he you you're at look, Ryan, you're a four-five no matter who you're playing against, right? You're a four-one shuttle no, no matter who you're playing against. You see foot quickness, you see him be able to make some plays after the catch. You see a guy that has the potential to get even better and better and better as a route runner. And he's got good hands. You just saw that right there. Uh he's got Good long speed. I think his, his long speed's better than his burst. I think that's the one thing I want to see him improve upon. But, again, you're talking about a sophomore. It's a sophomore film, folks. But I really like the size. I really like the production. And, and I I mean, like you said, he's got a really natural feel for the game. He really yep. does. And he can catch the ball. I mean, he's he's a good football player. He's a very good football player. This is Cooper Perry, by the way. So, yeah, and somebody just said in the chat, I wouldn't mind a Cooper Cup at Notre Dame. <laughs> Word. Seriously. Same. Seriously. Every <laughs> so, every every NFL yeah. team wouldn't mind a Cooper Cup yes, either. So, exactly, yep. exactly. So yeah, he's a, he's an interesting player. I'm very curious to see, for me, how he checks out size wise. I love that release right there. That's yes. just stupid. He's got
2: several of those on this, yeah. phone. Now. It's
1: <laughs> <know>. like, oh. <laughs> I know. But uh, I'm very curious to see what his size. Like, is he a legit 6'2", like he's listed at? Or is he a little smaller than that? I'm very curious to see that. But this is a kid that's got some tools. You know, yeah. It's not a super deep receiver board for Notre Dame in 2025 just yet, Ryan. But some of the kids that are on it are pretty good. Jamie French is really good. Uh, obviously, uh, I was going to say Cooper Cup. Carter Perry is really good. And, of course, you know flat out who my top receiver is so far in the 2025 class. It is uh, Taylon Taylor, who uh, Ryan will guess who else is going to be on campus this weekend. Yep. Taylor is going to be on campus this weekend.
2: Yeah, and I've had a couple opportunities to talk to Taylor since he's gotten offered even a, you know, a little bit before that. I mean, he is one of those kids that looks like, as a sophomore out of the state of Illinois, by the way, that he looks like one of those guys that would end up at Ohio State, Brian. Like, he looks like those yeah. same dudes, right? And so he's got straight line speed. He's very nuanced for his age. Understands how to get in and out of breaks. Has kind of that explosiveness in and out of bricks as well. It's a good football player, man. And it seems that, you know, Notre Dame has made a good first impression on it, obviously, on him. You know, recruiting him over the last couple of weeks. So, I think Notre Dame is going to be a player here as long as everything goes well and so we'll see obviously how things turn out
1: there but a very underrated player from a rankings perspective but he's sure to blow up we now too long I might have got that wrong did he say he was coming in this weekend or is it a following weekend I know he told Tim you he was coming Tim. but I I might have got the, re, the weekend wrong actually one second so I know check. he uh, I know he had told you when he was coming but I I might have got that wrong as yeah, far I'm as the gonna, date I'm pulling up the visitor list real quick and I'll be able to
2: Update that. Talon Taylor is coming on.
1: Can't find. Uh, He's coming on the 25th, so he'll be here this okay, weekend. Okay, so he is yep. marked as the 25th. Okay, yes. So as long as he still follows through with that, obviously that's a, another another big one. That's that's my that's my top receiver in the class right now, Ryan. There's no doubt about it. Um, I want to get back to him at the end because I'm going to kind of talk about him and another guy at the end. A couple other guys that are coming in, in campus this weekend that we talked about yesterday. Uh, Chris Burgess is going to be on campus this weekend, and I yep. think that's a I think that's an important one for Notre Dame as well because um, I he's another guy Ryan that I want to see I want to measure him I want to size him up if I'm the Notre Dame staff I want to see like okay what does this kid look like when he's out there on the practice field standing next to our guys because from what we can see on film Ryan that is a uh, that is an impressive impressive looking kid that's yep. an impressive looking kid on film there's no doubt about it.
2: And he's listed at like 6'4", 235, 240, depending who you look at. I mean, he's got a frame, though, that I look at him and I'm like, that kid could be 265, yeah. 270, maybe more. Like, he's got yeah. a really impressive frame. Well-built AAU basketball player that is still very new to the football game. But this is one of those first men off the bus type of guys, man. Like, he looks the part. He's figuring it out, obviously, still. Big end for sure. Maybe could be an interior player as a as a playmaker three tech when it's all said and do, uh, done, depending on what the maturation is. But this kid, as you can see, just if you're watching live with us on YouTube, this kid is a very impressive player from a physical perspective. So as he continues to mature, gets better from the technical side. This kid could be an extreme riser, in my opinion. I'm excited to see what he does as a junior for Simeon because I think that he has all the tools to be very
1: excited. I mean, acceptable. you see the size in those photos, right? That's a sophomore. Yes. That's a yes. sophomore in high school. And he's you know, got quick,
2: he's got quick feet too, yeah. man, because he's a basketball player, right? Like he's got those yeah. quick feet as well. There's, there the the tools are there for sure. It's just
1: about getting comfortable, yeah. obviously now. Yeah, he doesn't look like a sophomore, Ryan, right? and again, very raw kid. But you can't teach size and strength. I mean that that's a big kid he's going against right there, and he just he just locks him out and just knocks yeah. him off the ball. He's a he's a raw but very toolsy kid, and I'm very curious to see just how big he is. Sure. And we'll find that out this weekend. Also, Dominic Kulak, who we talked about yesterday, will also be on campus this weekend. Yep. Um, Kevin Hume, Humes, excuse me, uh, who's a cornerback from the Baltimore area. We've said that Notre Dame is offered St. a Francis lot of kids Academy. from Maryland. Yep, yep, a lot of Maryland kids already. Uh, Kevin Humes from St. Francis Academy, very good student. He's another kid that's going to be on campus this weekend, Ryan. So uh, he, he's a name to keep an eye on. Don't know a ton about him just yet. Uh, I think we'll we'll know a lot more about his interest this weekend from Notre Dame. There's two kids that I want to wrap up with, Ryan. And and the first one is a guy that, that you you guys look, there's certain guys. I love finding these guys where Ryan starts watching the film and he starts getting really excited. And like when Ryan gets excited about film, it's fun because he just he gets he gets animated. And so there's a kid that is coming on campus this weekend, a kid named Jordan Young in the 2025 yes. class. Uh, from Monroe High School in Monroe, North Carolina, that gets Ryan Roberts super, super fired up. And I had yet to see his film yet, Ryan. Like, I mean, I'm just now kind of dipping into the 25 class. You had already seen it. This is a really impressive young man and an elite student, by the way. Not just a good student, an elite student. So this is a big-time football player, Ryan. Big-time football and
2: player. Another player, Brian, that's rated as a three-star right now, and I'm like, yeah. I could not care less what this ranking says because this kid, six yeah. foot, about 175 pounds right now, safety. This kid's excellent, man. Like, he's short-area, explosive, has some long speed to him, but his – understanding of just where to attack at certain times. He has kind of that IQ and that understanding of the game that is incredibly rare for a player, his player, his age, right? So North Carolina kid, I think Notre Dame needs to get in on this kid very quickly because this kid, I believe is going to blow up tremendously on the recruiting trail from a rankings perspective. He's just a really good football player. Mm -hmm. Notre Dame has only offered five safeties during the pot of gold. This was my favorite kid. And I think the kid that has the best range working from depth, the best ability to kind of give you variety as a pass coverage player, I think this kid has the goods, Jordan Young out of yeah. North Carolina.
1: Now, I know that I know that uh, Rivals is the only group that ranks him. They rank yeah. him as a four-star, number 195. The others haven't even taken the time to rank him yet. But here's the thing. Rivals ranked him. Uh, he jumped up. He was a three-star previously, Ryan. He jumped up in gotcha. their, their most re- recent rankings. They have him as a receiver, though. I think this kid is a this kid's. A, I mean, he's a good receiver, but he is a special DB. He on here, here's here's how I would say say about a game, his game. He's built a lot like Peyton Bowen was, but he plays a lot like Caleb Downs. in yes. my opinion, like very similar game. Not quite as thick as Caleb was, but he's explosive. He's fluid. Very, very high football IQ. Ryan, this yeah. kid is a legit playmaker. He can hit and he can flat out run. This is a really good football player. That's an interesting comparison to Caleb Downs. No doubt. I I believe so. Yeah,
2: I I really do believe so. And it's an interesting comparison a little bit to Caleb Downs because Caleb Downs had really nice physical attributes. But the thing that separated Caleb Downs was that he was so smart, man. Like he was just always in the right spot. That's how I feel about Jordan Young, man. Like he's just always in the right spot. This is a ball hawk, right? And this is a ball hawk, not because he has incredible short area quickness, which he does. He breaks on the ball yes. really well, oh, yeah. but that he is, just seems to always be jumping passing lanes because he's always in the right spot that he needs to be. And so this kid is a high priority player for me personally. You know, Notre Dame sees it that way. We'll, we'll see, obviously. I think Notre Dame they likes do. him a lot. Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll see, obviously, as that that um, that relationship keeps building here. But he was the player of the safeties. There were a couple of really nice safeties I thought Notre Dame offered, but this was my favorite one by far.
1: Easily, and and that's saying something because they offered some good safeties in the twenty five class, Ryan. People that are frustrated about the safety depth, safety recruiting, it's understandable. This is the kind of kid to me that can change that in a hurry. Yes. Now, long way to go, I would imagine, with him, Ryan. Yes, but man, this kid can flat out play. His kid can and, flat out play and get and get in early, man. When the rankings are a
2: little bit disrespectful
1: yes. to him, right? Like yes. get in a little
2: earlier there. So,
1: well, and you know, I mean, look, Ryan. The reality is, is that that they've recruited the state of North Carolina better in recent years. They can point to kids from North Carolina that they've put in the NFL. The Aguara yes. brothers obviously come to mind. You know, they've they've had more and more success in the region and they're going to play a lot more in that region. And so, you know, you're talking about a kid Ryan that is going to have a chance to see Notre Dame play and and he's going to look at this this ne- this upcoming season for example, and he's going to say, "Hey, look, like I'm going to go to Indiana to play football, but, you know, these cats are coming to North Carolina twice and they're going to play in South Carolina this year. Literally Notre Dame's going to have three games not just against teams from the Carolinas. They're going to have three games in the Carolinas." Where they're going to actually play in the Carolinas this year. They play at NC State, they play at Duke, and they play at Clemson. And then they have a home game against Wake Forest. So they're going to play four teams from the Carolinas, three of them there. That kid's going to see that and say, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm going to Indiana, but like, hey, these guys, these guys play all over. They're coming, they're coming to my hometown, right? And so, you know, those are, those are things you look at, Ryan, and say, those things help Notre Dame. They do. Yes. That's the way that that schedule shakes out helps Notre Dame. When it comes to these kind of things, because this is a big time, this is a big time football player, man. Big you want to hear about thi- you want to hear about disrespectful?
2: His team put him at tight ends. They hit him at tight end into the boundary in a two by two set, and they ran a tight end delay with him yeah. <laughs> into
1: the flat. A, like, so yeah, a <laughs> yeah, a few times. Yeah, a few times. <laughs> so disrespectful. Yeah, that, that that's hey. That, I'll say that though, Ryan. That's kind of stealing a page out of my own heart because we played um, we played a team. Uh, I think it was against Ursinus when I was at Muhlenberg. And we had a little bit of fun with them. So we we used a lot of two-back sets. So my my love of two-back goes back to my early my coaching career because we had an All-American running back in Matt Bernardo, but we had two other really good running backs, a kid named Mike Markerbrad and then Matt, uh, Matt uh, Mike McCurley was a freshman we had. It was pretty good. So what we did is we kind of went kind of 21 personnel. We put Mike Markerbrad as the fullback, but he wasn't really blocking. We would use him out of the pass game. Well, one thing we did against our sinus, and it's kind of not fair, but we lined up in an 11 personnel look and like a deuce look, right? So like twins to the left, we had a tight end to the right and and a guy sp- spread out. But we actually put Matt, Bernardo, our All-American running back at tight end. And so, you know, because our tight end, Robbie Sherman was like the big lumbering. is a good tight end, but he was not a stretch the field type of tight end. And so we just sent Matt on a seam route for like a 75-yard touchdown. <laughs> it was so not fair. So when I saw that, it kind of was like, okay, I like what they're doing there. I like what they're doing.
2: Because they highlighted a tight end for a second. I'm like, wait, yeah. did they sneak him in a tight end at six yeah. foot, 170 pounds? Yeah, they did. Yeah,
1: they he did. They did. <laughs> did. I dig it. So, right now, Ryan, the, the Taylor, I'm curious about because I know he had told you he was coming up this weekend. Uh, I think they're, I'm curious if he's actually going to make it or not. But we're going to talk since he told you like he's coming on campus, right? Th- that he's coming on campus, that he is on campus. And, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to say it right now. Uh, this guy is a straight up dude. He's a straight up dude. You're talking about a kid that's like, what, 45 minutes west of Chicago, yep. right? He's a he's a northern Indiana kid, very good student, and a dynamic wide receiver, Ryan. This is one of my 5 to 10 most important must-gets in the 25 class. I would even argue, I think I said to you yesterday, mm-hmm. and this is a bit a bit hyperbolic, I, I think you could argue that he's the most important remaining receiver on Notre Dame's board regardless of class, now that Cam Williams is in the class just because of what it means to be able to get an impact player like this at that position but also because of how important it is for Notre Dame to start putting really just a wall around the state of the the state of Illinois but more so the area of Chicago and yep. the the regions around it they've got to be able to make that their home again and if they can do that with the way that Chicago's trending in the right direction with football players that would be very impactful very especially impactful in, especially in 2025 when it looks
2: like they have so many Options in Illinois, you know, like we haven't talked about Nathaniel Marshall obviously today because he's not visiting, right? But we talked about Christopher Burgess, talked about a guy like a Talon Taylor. I mean, there are more guys kind of, you know, popping up in Chicago, especially in 2025. It's a really strong area in Illinois this year in 2025. So when that is a fact, Notre Dame needs to win it. You know, like there's no excuses there when 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 there is a when there is a substantial amount of talent in Illinois. Notre Dame needs to capitalize on that. They mm-hmm. need to. You can't let this type of kid go to Ohio State. You can't let this type of kid leave the area. You can't let this type of kid get out of your backyard. You have to close on a guy like a Taylor Taylor, who is a guy that I think both of us are very high on already and kind of looking forward to it, man. Like there's going to be a lot of schools that are going to be on this kid. There's no doubt about that. Getting in now, developing that relationship and saying, hey, buddy, you're an Illinois guy, we're in your backyard. And we were there from day one. We were there early for you, sir, when you were a sophomore in high school. Get in early with this
1: type of kid and don't let him leave. Can't let him leave. Yeah. You know, it's early yet with his recruitment, but he's an, I mean, you're seeing it, Ryan. He's a dine He can stretch the field vertically. He can make plays after the catch. He can do a little bit of everything. He's a really, really good football player really good football players. So that's the wrap up of recruiting, Ryan. So we're going to move on to the mailbag next. But before we do, I would ask you all and, and, and k- kindly ask you all to do us a favor and hit that like button. Hit the subscribe button, everybody. Hit the notification bell. Share this podcast. If you're listening via podcast platform, we would love and greatly appreciate a five-star review. And, of course, as always, Ryan, sign up for the message boards of boards at hoursbreakdown.com. If you have not done so, I'm telling you, you're missing out you're absolutely missing out you should you should be signed up for our message boards no doubt about it